You are listening to The Reach Podcast with Elim's National Evangelist and Head of Evangelism, Mark Greenwood, in conversation with a bunch of his mates, bringing their wisdom, stories and insight, inspiring you to inspire others. This is The Reach Podcast. You are listening to The Reach Podcast with me, Mark Greenwood. And Nicky Gamble here. Yay, welcome Nikki. Great to have you on this podcast. How are you? I'm really well. All the better for seeing you, Mark. And <laughs> we've been you. reminiscing about the time you came and, and yes. made us laugh so much with that amazing story that you told that made everyone fall about laughing. And still <laughs> 20 years ago, 20 years on, we're still laughing. Absolutely. I think we'll keep that story a secret and then yeah. People will be going, what is the story? What yeah, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hope you're tell- you tell it often, Mark, because it's... I do, I do. It's absolutely. a brilliant story. It's so <laughs> Nikki, I'm pretty confident that the, there aren't that many people who are Christians in the world that haven't heard your name and Alpha. But just in case there are some that have been sleeping for the last few years, just tell us, uh, briefly tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do. So um, I, my father was a refugee um, and okay. um, he was fleeing from the Nazis, um, uh-huh. Jewish, um, and he uh, was an agnostic. He came over here, uh, met my mother, who was a, uh, he was a, bar- he was practicing as a barrister. He practiced as a barrister over here, met my mother, who yeah. was a barrister. Neither of them were churchgoers. So right. I was not brought up with faith in the household yeah. at all. Um, yeah. At the age of 18, I, in, I read the New Testament. And right. as I read about Jesus, it was as if the person of Jesus emerged from the pages of the New wow. Testament. And I encountered him. And wow. that was the, I, I discovered it really is true when Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it in all its fullness. And having experienced my first 18 years, it wasn't life in all its fullness. I knew the difference. <laughs> yes. um, and so I wanted people to know. Uh, about you know I wanted to pass that on and I've always felt passionately about doing that so I tried various ways you know I I tried every method of evangelism that anyone had ever come up with I went (laughs) to the streets with a questionnaire that said you know first question what did you have for breakfast last (laughs) would you like to ask Jesus since you fly and I didn't I didn't have huge success I knocked on doors I did everything and but I was passionate about doing it and I I, and then Back in 1990, I, I took on an existing course called mm-hmm. Alpha, um, and I ended up with a group of people who were totally outside of the church, and yeah. all of them came to faith. Wow. And um, and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit on the weekend away, and all Amazing. of them pretty much went on to be leaders in the church. And suddenly I realized this course, that which wasn't designed to be evangelistic in the first uh-huh. place, could be used um, in this way. And yeah. so we adapted it, we changed it, we moved it from Bible studies to discussion groups, yeah. and we changed the order of the talks, we changed the content to aim it to people yeah. who were not Christians, didn't go to church, yeah. and then it really took off. It started, wow. to spread, started to grow here and then around the world. Um, and so what is Alpha? It's it's basically, it's a it's an opportunity to explore the meaning of life. Yeah. Designed for yeah. people. You know, purpose is the big question that people are asking. So yes. obviously you explore that question. What's the purpose of my of my life? How can I make the most of the rest of my life? Yeah. With a group of people who like like who are like them, people outside yeah. of the church, people who are not Christians, in a very low-key, unthreatening, yeah. non-confrontational, 
fun, relaxed way. Yeah. People come Brilliant. normally. If it's uh, pre-COVID, people would come for a meal. <laughs> um, they would um, uh, have so a little bit of worship. Then they'd have a talk. Um, and then they would have coffee and then small groups. Yeah. Post now, COVID online is much shorter. It's only an hour and a half. But yeah. it's the same kind of thing. You have a little bit of a chat um, yeah. with your group first. And then um, just how was your week? You know, how, how's everything? And people get to know each other a bit. They make friends. And then we watch the Alpha Film Series online. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we don't have the live talks. We just have the film series. Um, and then it's all, that's 25 minutes. And then yeah. you go back into the groups and yeah. you discuss. And Brilliant. you have the most fascinating discussions. Amazing. You know, the first week um, questions that, I like, you know, what makes you happy? And you discuss yeah. that. Or second week, you talk about things like, um, you know, forgiveness. What uh, yeah. do you find? Do you ever find the need? So, so you know, it's around. It's around the subject. Who is Jesus? Yes. Why did he die? But we yeah. try to make the discussion things that everyone can join into. Yeah, absolutely. Like what makes you happy? Forgiveness. Do you ever find it hard to forgive people? Uh, you know, what what kind of issues do you yeah. struggle with? Right. Do you ever feel the need for forgiveness yourself? Yeah. Uh, then faith, you know, what what do you, what kind of things, do you find trust hard, uh, yeah. et cetera? Then has the Bible, has anyone ever tried reading the Bible? How do you find that prayer? You know, have yeah. you, has anyone ever here tried praying? And yeah. fascinating discussion. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, uh, and, um, and people get to know each other and friends. Yeah. And um, and then you have a weekend, which is on the person work of the Holy Spirit, which is the key moment of the course. Yeah. Because as you know, as Pentecostals, yes. um, uh, that with the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit is poured into our heart, St. Paul writes, the love of God, God's love for us, yeah. is poured into our hearts by Amen. the Holy Spirit who right. has been given to us. And when right. we experience God's love, that is life changing. Everyone's yeah. looking for three things. Everyone's looking for purpose. Everyone's looking for love and everyone's yeah. looking to belong. Yeah. And that's what makes Alpha work because people find yeah. the purpose of their lives in a relationship with God through Jesus. People find when they experience the Holy Spirit that they're loved. Yeah. People find uh, belonging. They find they're part of a small group that is all people outside of the church at the beginning, but by the end, it is a microcosm of the church. Yeah, yeah. And they belong and they've made friends. Love that. That's absolutely amazing. So exciting. I think you're going to do a really helpful understanding there. Now, before we carry on with kind of um, pushing some questions around, um, regular listeners of our podcast will know that we have a few fun little questions just to find out a little bit about the person that we're chatting about. So um, we're going to ask you those if that's all right, Nikki. Yeah, go ahead. And, uh, okay, so here we go. This might be a really difficult one to answer. I don't know. Um, I'm going to take you out for a meal. Okay, it's it's an illustration. Don't get too excited. I'm going to take you out for a meal. All right. And we're I... going, <laughs> because I'm a Yorkshireman, we're going for two courses for a £10 note. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so do you go starter and main or main and pudding? Oh, it's so difficult. I would have <laughs> gone, I would have gone main and pudding, but now... I think my tastes have changed. I probably right. go starter and main. Wow, excellent. Would there be any pudding that if you saw that, you would have to have it and sacrifice either a starter or a main? Uh, if there was any chocolate in it, dark oh. chocolate. It has to be dark chocolate. 
then I would probably be tempted to go for the chocolate. Oh, okay. But, um, but I'd be very pleased that it was under ten pounds because all the things I like <laughs> are things like pasta, potatoes. And, uh, <laughs> I love stodgy food. Uh, stodgy cheap food. Yeah, yes, I love. That. I love. <laughs> I love beans. I love. You know, I love things that are really. Um, eight beans. I don't like. I don't like expensive food at all. Do you I, not? No, I, I really well, don't. I'm I definitely don't. willing to take you out for food then sometime. <laughs> now I've discovered that. <laughs> I think it can be just like pasta and um, pasta, butter and cheese. That'll do me fine. There you go. <laughs> Keep it healthy. You'll need to continue more of that squash to burn it all up, I think. So um, uh, we, we're nipping out for a little bit of a break after COVID and uh, I'm continuing my generous streak. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a one pound. Do you spend it on sweets or chocolate? Uh, cho definitely chocolate. Definitely <laughs> I very rarely get through a day without eating chocolate. In fact, oh, I can't really? remember a day I've gone through without eating quite a lot of chocolate. I almost feel like the next question is kind of um, pointless, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Would you go for crisps over chocolate? No, no. no. Definitely. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> That's chocolate. I'm not even going to probe that question. I think you've given a very, very solid answer there, really. Okay. We're going out for a cheese board because it's um, rations, because everybody's been stockpiling. We're only allowed one cheese. What cheese would you go for? I would probably go for something like brie. But I like all cheese. I would eat any mm. cheese. I love cheddar. I love... I, there's not there's very well, there's no cheese i don't like okay what about so would you then imagine this pasta some butter in the pasta and cheesy beans would you like cheesy beans uh, i'd like anything i normally have parmesan on it but um, oh classy classy yeah, had, <laughs> <laughs> but i would cheesy beans yeah no i'd love those anything 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 provided there's lots of pasta i don't mind what goes with it that's wonderful. So something slightly more deep and philosophical here. Favourite film and why? Um, oh, um, well, we, we, we quite like anything by Richard Curtis. Oh, uh, yeah, brilliant. brilliant. So love, actually, in you know, all those kind of soppy romantic films. Yeah. Um, uh, Pips and I, we, we, we both have quite a low sort of violence threshold. So we right. get anything that's sort of vaguely. I mean, Pips. Pips is fine with love, with the sound of music until <laughs> until the carburetor scene, which she finds a bit frightening. So even a you may not be totally acceptable. If <laughs> I'm sure, that's a good thing. I'm sure that's a good thing. We all, I always look at the parental guide before we before we look at it. <laughs> Make sure there are no frightening or intense scenes. Yeah, you can imagine. Richard Curtis is great. What a genius. His writing is oh, stunning, isn't it? He's just such a lovely man. He's just such yeah. an amazing person. It, um, it launches Christmas man. does love actually for the Greenwood family. It's a bit of a, a bit of a go-to one. Yeah, so no, very, very fantastic good. Film. But Richard is such a good man. You know, he's behind oh, all that comic relief. All that, yes, stuff. and he has yes. such a make poverty history. Was yeah. um, you know he's just such a brilliant person. Yeah, Him, absolutely. Uh, they're just the most wonderful couple. Wow, brilliant. Yeah, it's important to to remind people of things like that. I think, isn't it? Um, okay, so are you a coffee or a tea man? Uh, both, but I'm more coffee. I I have. To, I mean, I can't start the day without my two cups of coffee in the morning. 
<laughs> my brain doesn't work without two cups of coffee <laughs> it's ways that you know yourself and another interesting pepsi max or coca-cola would you go for any of those i don't i do you know i have coke as a medicine yeah. right I, okay I, it's so if i'm if i'm ill i oh, have do a, you? i have we have it as a medicine so it's like you know a spoonful of coke <laughs> Um, I've never come coke. across that before. <laughs> it's like it's medicine. It's like, or if you have a stomachache or something like. Yeah. Well, I didn't. There's just various things. If you're if you're ill, um, coke is brilliant. Yes, uh, it is. If you can't eat anything else. Yeah. Then, then we'll have coke. But I would never have it without that. I would only I have it if I was ill. But it's just, <laughs> if you are ill, it's just absolutely brilliant. <laughs> That's a top tip, is that Nikki? Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, favorite sport to watch. Uh, well, it's it's very boring. I actually love cricket, um, <laughs> and um, uh, but I do. You know, I love all sport. I love tennis. I love rugby. Yeah. Um, I love any sport. I just I love I've loved playing lots of sports, and I yeah. love watching sports. Yeah, yeah, it's very relaxing, isn't it? I find yeah. sport. I love it. And um, now this will be an interesting one because um, I would imagine you've read around quite a few books. So apart from my book on evangelism, which I must send you one of these days. <laughs> what would what would be your favourite book on evangelism or the mission of the church? Well, I I've loved um, sort of Billy Graham's the biography of Billy Graham. I think yeah, some of those are really inspiring. Um, and John Wimber's book Power Evangelism, I think, is another great book. Um, uh, and I mean, uh, at a more sort of um, uh, philosophical level, I think you know Leslie Newbigin's books on on, yeah. on culture have, have been brilliant. And um, yeah, I mean, and I also actually love uh, Father Raniero Cantalamessa, who is the oh. who is the preacher to the Pope. Um, oh right, is the he's just been made a cardinal at the age of eighty four. He's been he's a Franciscan wow. monk. And he's been made a cardinal. I mean, wow. from from nothing. I mean, nothing in terms of any kind of rank to be yeah. a cardinal. Um, wow! In 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 just three weeks ago. But his writing is. I do recommend it. His oh, book on the Holy Spirit um, is, you know, one of the most amazing books oh, I've okay. ever read. Um, and he he has three great themes that he always speaks about: evangelism, unity, and the Holy Spirit. Wow. And he's preached about those themes. All, he's the preacher to the Pope and has been for 35 years. Amazing. And he's preached about all those themes all the way through his life and had a huge impact, I think, on the, on the church as a result. So I recommend anything by Father Raniero Cantalamessa. Very well said. <laughs> if you say that name several times in, an, in your average Elim church, somebody would get up and translate it and interpret yeah. it. So... <laughs> He's now, I say, he's no longer, he's now Cardinal Raniero Cantalamessa. Oh, yeah, it's a full message. <laughs> you are listening to the Reach podcast with me, Mark Greenwood, and Nikki Gumble. Brilliant, Nikki. Um, in Elim, we've got uh, what we believe are God given four priorities that they're, they're nothing new to the church. If you read the Bible, they're in there, but there's just this this stirring in us, this sense that God wants us to make these priorities. So it's making disciples, planting and growing churches. 
it's training leaders and it's reaching the nations. Those are like our four key priorities that we're trying to match everything. Hard to have any better priorities than those four. They're not bad, are they, to be no, fair? That's pretty good. <laughs> I, think, I think you've done well there. <laughs> well, one of the key reasons we're um, doing this podcast is just to encourage not just Elim churches, but lots of churches who listen to it to really engage with resources in the church that can really, really help them in their mission. Think about Alpha. How would you say Alpha can help churches either in making disciples or training leaders or reaching nations or even planting churches you've been involved a lot with uh, replanting and planting churches how, how can alpha be a really helpful tool in in those priorities well i think every church needs a big front door and a big back door it's a mm. bit like a bit like um you know the dead sea only has water coming in. It has nowhere to go out. The serpentine, where I swim in the summer here, has water coming in at one end. And what people don't realise is it also has water going out underground into the Thames. Because because the water's coming in and going out, it's actually, doesn't look very clean, but it is actually perfectly clean to swim in and it's safe to swim in. And I think every church needs water coming in and water going out. It needs a big front door and a big back door. So for us, our front door is Alpha. Mm-hmm. And, um, so the average age of people who come on Alpha at HCB is 27. Most of the guests are aged between 18 to 35. That keeps the church very young. And then yeah. we have a big back door, which is we plant <coughs> churches. Um, so we plant churches initially across London and now across city centres. Mm-hmm. And that's so you need people. If you don't have a big back door, if you don't have people leaving through church planting, you just get older every year. Right. If you're successful you'll hold on to people and they're we're all aged a year at a time. Yeah. So you need to plant churches, but you also need, and then you need the new people coming in through Alpha. And, and for us, we run it three times a year and we have hundreds of new people each time coming on the course and joining the church and it keeps the church young. It also trains up in terms of discipleship. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, uh, this is not meant to be a political point, but, um, mm-hmm. uh, but, I interviewed Tony Blair twice, actually once here, and, yeah. once, and we're not political, but it, I mean, it just happened. Yeah. He just stopped being prime minister, and and I had the opportunity to interview him. And he said this: He said, "All all groups are the same, whether you're at the Working Men's Club right. or the G20. Every group is the same. It's made up of you know the quiet person who needs to be drawn out, the person yeah. who speaks too much, <laughs> and I think the best training." Right leadership is running an alpha small group yeah if you can run an alpha small group well you could run the g20 you could be prime minister you could run the cabinet so so the best discipleship the best leadership training people come on alpha so you know we've just had um uh a a small group um on alpha we are online um so the person one of the helpers um she she previously so generally this is the thing you come on alpha as a guest then you get if you're suitable you get invited back as a helper and yes. if you're and if you're you can then go on to lead a small group so people mm. we don't let people repeat the course yes we okay full of people who you know how do you come to be here well this is my fifth alpha course we call those people yeah. alcoholics we want to get them off. <laughs> alcoholics um, i love but, that <laughs> but, but but you can help and lead as many times as you like 
So come as a guest, come to yeah. faith in Jesus. Or even if you don't come to faith, you can come and help on the next group. Um, yeah. But so come as a guest, then come and help, and then lead a group. Yeah. Now, we only make people leaders if they pass this test. Yeah. Would you put your best friend? So I would say to you, Mark, uh, if you were said, look, I think this this person would be a great leader. I would yeah. say, Mark, if your person, that your your friend, who you've been praying for for 20 years, yes, yeah. they want to do Alpha, or your son or your daughter's friend who wants to be, yeah. uh, um, uh, their friend is saying they want to go, would you put your friend in that person's group? If yeah. the answer is yes, I put any of my friends in their group, then yeah. they make an Alpha leader. If you say, oh, I wouldn't put my friends in their group, but they'd be great for other people's friends. Yeah. <laughs> is that fair? Uh, yes. So, so, so but then, yes. so guest, helper, leader. So in that you have um, people coming to faith, evangelism. You then yeah. have um, leadership training, discipleship, yeah. because when they come back as a helper, they're hearing the talks again. Yeah. And this time yeah. they're really listening because the first time they heard the talks, they were thinking, I don't agree with this. Who are these people? Have I joined a cult? What's yes. going on? Um, yes. uh, but the second time when they come back as a helper, they're really listening to who is Jesus? Why did he die? They Very really good. understand the cross. They really understand the evidence for the resurrection. They yeah. really understand the importance of reading the Bible. They get into reading the Bible. They, they they start you know learning about how to pray. So guest, helper, leader. And then from there, they can lead anything. Um, yeah. and, um, and they can lead a church um, and many of them will go on to get to go on to 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 ministry full-time ministry um, uh, our theological college which we formed together with the Bishop of London now has 350 uh, ordinands wow. um, and people who are going on then to lead churches plant churches um, and very often their story is like Alex Wood came on our uh, atheist came on Alpha 10 years ago came to faith, became a helper, then he became a leader, then he came on the staff, and then he went off to theological college, uh, with, he did three years training. He then went to be um, uh, an assistant minister in Brighton. Uh, he then planted a church into Portsmouth, and he wow. then planted five churches uh, in, in the area. So whenever anyone, you know, whenever the atheist comes on Alpha, we think in 10 years time, you could be running a city center church. <laughs> That's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I love that. What an inspiration that is. What an inspiration that is. That's brilliant. Now, Nikki, one of the things that I'm doing as National Evangelist and Head of Evangelism in Elim is we, we've created something that we affectionately call NEV. It's the National Evangelism Vision. Um, you know, I've been doing this job for, for four years. When we when we first met 20 years ago, I was itinerating and, and yeah. traveling around. And, um, but, but now I have this wonderful privilege of, of heading up evangelism for Elim. And um, to the best of my knowledge, we've never really had um, a national evangelism vision. We've had lots of great ideas, lots of fantastic resources, campaigns, projects, brilliant, brilliant stuff. But we're, we're, we've been developing this national evangelism vision based on the understanding that coming to faith is is a journey and so it's it's called big yes little yes healthy maybe so the big yes is about creating moments and opportunities where people can 
in the kind of the classic sense of the word, become a Christian. You know, that kind of traditional view that we have of somebody making that, that big decision, i.e. sticking their hands up in a meeting or, or whatever. And we know that it doesn't end there, but we don't want to shy away. And I, and I know that, that Alpha, you see many, many people and Alpha sees many people say the big yes to God. And then the, the next thing that we've got in that thing is, is little yes. So little yes is about creating moments and opportunities for people to make an intentional decision to find out more. So, um, so we create, so when I'm preaching evangelistically, I'll give people an opportunity to say a big yes or a little yes. And then a healthy maybe is challenging people to become open-minded about the Christian faith. Cause often I'm sure you've found people would say they're open-minded, but don't always apply that to matters of faith. So it's challenging people to become open-minded or if they're already open-minded, challenging them to remain open-minded so taking their maybe there's something in this and just activating it a little bit and that's all because we we believe that it's a journey and I think of the the, the gentleman that you just shared the story of this atheist you know to expect him to go from Professor Engels talked about this didn't he to expect him going from being an atheist uh, to become a Christian overnight, signed, sealed, diver, delivered, filling in a gift aid form is, you know, is, is, is unrealistic. But to allow for that journey is really, really critical. And I think one of the things that I love about Alpha, as, as well as the big yes and as well as the healthy maybe, it provides the church with a genuine opportunity for lots of little yeses, no. for people to really investigate how, how crucial... And important, would you say it is in terms of people coming to faith to, to, to be able to go through that little yes process, that intentional decision to, to really investigate and find out more? Yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're so, I mean, I think for most people, of course, there's some people like for me, I can say, um, you know, it was on the 16th of February, 1974. Uh, that was the moment. But, but e even that, I mean, Jesus talks about new birth, doesn't he? But birth is a process. There's a nine yeah. month leads up to it, and there's a quite a long period that leads after afterwards. Yes. And, um, so a birth is only part of a process, um, and there are crucial moments on that in that process. But what I observe on Alpha is it, it's so amazing. I mean. I, that's why we're on. We're, well, we're, we're about to start our ninety-second Alpha Small Group, and I can't wait because because it's so exciting to watch that journey. Yeah, and everyone yeah. gets at a different pace. But, yeah. But what happens on Alpha is they help each other. So we had right. the last night of our course last night, um, and it was amazing to hear the stories. Actually, there was an amazing reveal because yeah. one guy. Um, a guy who's sort of, you know, was, wasn't a Christian and who's become a Christian uh, revealed that then there was because there was a young woman in the group. Yeah. Who, who appeared to be a Christian. And yeah. on last night, he revealed that he had that actually she had invited him on the course. Oh, wow. And that they were they were obviously kind of boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they had not said it all the way along. <laughs> But we've watched this guy's journey, and wow. it's amazing his his um, his testimony about um, 
you know, I mean, I wrote down some of the things that, that he said last night. He just said, mm. um, um, uh, I'm, I'm as, he said, I'm as keen as mustard to go to church. <laughs> it's, it's been life changing. I've been trying for 20 years not to be a Christian. So I'm happy to say I have allowed Jesus into my life. And then, he said, and then he said, the name of this girl, the name of the woman invited me. Um, wow. Um, and um, it was hilarious. We all fell about laughing. <laughs> we had no idea. Uh, and she they never revealed it. And then, and then we just heard one after another their stories. And not all of them were there. Uh, you yeah. know, some of them said, well, look, we're on a journey, but we're not there yet. Um, I couldn't call myself a Christian. And others said, yeah. you know, now I can say I'm a Christian. Um, yeah. um, and it, it, it's amazing to hear those journeys. And, yeah. and I think... Um, what encourages people to stay is they get to know the other people. Yeah. Um, and it's, so we always train our leaders and helpers not to answer the questions. You know, mm. they, they're there to guide the discussion mm. and mm. to get the guests speaking, but yeah. as they get to know each other and the friendships form when, you know, when somebody gives a story like that, it is so mm. powerful to the other people because they've watched this person change. Right. Um, and it means, and they, they've seen that journey. Yeah. Um, and it's so pop they're all on a journey together Lovely. and they watch um each week you see people changing yeah yeah um, and um it's an it's an amazing thing to watch um uh, but but it is a i i don't think many people come to faith by just hearing one talk mm. if, mm. if they complete the the course as most people did one person missed a couple of weeks but most people particularly online they come every week because even if they're traveling they can come they're hearing 15 talks um so you know that is it that is the process yeah uh, and they've got time to and in between they've got time to think about it and yeah discuss it and talk about it um and um so it, it, it's a process and then yeah. even after that uh, then there's a very long process that follows yeah. that's yeah. why it's so helpful if they come back as a helper because, yes, of course. Um, and because another thing that as a helper is you get asked lots of questions. You yeah. well, well, lots of questions come up in the discussion. Like yeah. if there's a God, why is there why is there COVID-19? Why hasn't yeah. he got rid of it? You know, why yeah. is there so much suffering in the world? What about other religions? And you yeah. have to think these issues through. So you're yeah. you're maturing in your intellect, but you're also you're you are immediately helping other people to come to faith. Yeah, brilliant. It's not just a head thing. Yeah. You're actually involved in ministry. Yeah. So, uh, that is a way people grow very fast, as you know. Love that. Yeah, no, I love that. Just just as you were chatting there, I, I just thought you're actually seeing a testimony happening, aren't you? Yeah. Rather than hearing it later at somebody's baptismal service exactly. or when they stand up, you're actually seeing it happening and that journey, which which must be quite a powerful thing, actually, for those who are not yet Christians, but are on that journey, seeing, as you say, a person developing, having their objections, having their questions, and still having the questions, but very much seeing them kind of process and receive and accept. It's I've not thought about it quite in those terms. It's, that's really quite a powerful well, thing. Well, that's what you do. The last night you go around and you say, like we did last night. Yeah. Tell us how you've got on. The talk's on the church because that's what we want them to join the church. Yes. Um, so the talk is on the church. But then the first question is, so, you know, how have you got on? And yeah. then you, uh, and then, then you hear testimony after testimony after testimony. 
and Love it's it. so moving and it's, it's so, so powerful and, yeah. and you include the people who haven't become christians yeah uh, but you you hear the stories first usually of the, the most enthusiastic ones but then you include the ones who haven't mm. but by the time they get to speak they they are often you know they're always like Police, yeah. <laughs> I want what you've got. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's important that they can say that they haven't become yeah. because one of the important things about Alpha is that it's not pressurized. Yes. And that you can complete the course uh without having become a Christian, yeah, uh, but not feel that you have to drop out because you don't agree. Yeah, uh, brilliant. And that's part of the process. And usually when we have testimonies in church, I'll always get somebody up who didn't become a Christian. So oh, that, oh, great. It's just so that people know that it's a totally unpressured, it's an opportunity to explore. Brilliant. And it's up to them whether they, what they do. But Lovely. it's an amazing, I just, I, I wouldn't be doing it 91 times if it wasn't an amazing privilege. No, absolutely. To watch, um, to watch this process in people's absolutely. lives. Absolutely. Huge privilege. No, it's very exciting. Um, so, so there's the big yes, look, yes, healthy, maybe the journey. And then it's not a, a new analogy, but if you imagine an old, an old traditional milking stool uh, with its three legs, uh, and what we're saying in Elim is that those three legs represent, one leg is relevant words, we need to be really relevant in how we communicate. You know, the second one is caring actions. It's, it's not just about actions, it's about caring, genuinely loving actions. And then the third one is spirit empowered. So it's a little bit of a, a caveated version of the works, words and wonders, essentially. Yeah. But just with these helpful caveats that it's, it's not just words, it's relevant words. It's yeah. not just actions, it's caring actions. And it's, it's not just, the, you know, just the sort of wonders. It's the spirit's power that which, which yeah. impacts and affects lots and lots of things. Absolutely. And what we're saying is that those three things... So that's what the legs are. And then if you imagine the bit of the stool that you sit your bottom onto, that's represented by this big yes, little yes, healthy, maybe. And what we're saying in Elim is that all of our mission and evangelism sits on that stool. And I want to just pick up on, because one of the things that we Penties love about Alpha amongst lots of things is this unashamed going for an experience an encounter of the holy spirit yeah. and and i've often reflected that what i love about alpha personally as as an evangelist now is that you've got space for the thinking element of a conversion because people can ask their questions but you create the space for the encounter element of a conversion as well which i just think's absolutely wonderful how, how critical do you think it is that we create that moment for people to have an, an experience of the Holy Spirit who aren't, who aren't believers, who aren't Christians no. at this point. Totally essential. And, and, and I love those, those three things, mm -hmm. um, relevant words. I mean, that's what the attempt is. That's the, 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 what we're presenting. But, yeah. but also the loving actions. So and one of the things we've done in, in and I know Elim, Pen, Elim churches have been involved in this as well, is mm. love your neighbour. So yeah. getting food to people on... Uh, and uh, right now we're doing Love Christmas. We're trying to get a million, uh, a million love boxes into wow. people, into people's homes, and it's been extraordinary. I mean, one, one, we we are we're one church on five sites. One of our sites is the Delgano Estate. So um, uh, the so this guy Joe O'Sullivan, twelve years ago, was being brought up on the World's End Estate. Uh, his father jumped off one of the towers and committed suicide when he Gosh. was his mother. Uh, was an alcoholic his, and his brother is in prison um, and 
uh, somebody gave him a love Christmas. We had a we had a, we had a project on the world's end of the state, and he received a love Christmas box, and it started thinking him about faith. He left school at oh. thirteen. Um, he but that journey started. He did Alpha. He came to faith. He joined uh, the work for the church. He he's and then he's two years into his ordination track, and he's now running a church on the Delgano estate, he and his wife. Wow. Um, wow. And uh, over the weekend, they delivered 1,500 love Christmas boxes to wow. every home on the Delgano estate. Gosh. And the first, the, uh, one of the guys on the team said the first, he was so nervous about it, but the, the first person, the woman that opened the door, she was on her own, she had no family, and she said, this is the only Christmas present I'm gonna get. This wow. Year. When they got back to the church, the door of the church, in the crack of the door, mm. all these notes from people on the estate. That's incredible. So, so much. So to me, it's like two wheels of a bicycle. I'm um, to use a slightly different analogy. It's like yeah. two wheels of, the, of a bicycle. You know, love your neighbor, love Christmas. Those those actions. That's yeah. how you reach people outside the church. Yeah. You know, they did it in a COVID secure way. They went, knocked on the door. This is our, and the people were just weeping. Um, and um uh, so it's love, um, it's the loving actions, it's the, it's the relevant words. And then, as you say, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. And we are totally unapologetic. Every service at HDB, we pray, come Holy Spirit. Wow. We expect the Holy Spirit. Father Reniero Cantalamessa, who I quoted earlier, yes. he says this, when you pray that prayer, come Holy Spirit, you should expect the Holy Spirit to come. He says well, many people in Italy, uh, where he comes from, after the service, when they've been to the service, they say to their friends, you must come round to my home today. But it's said with no expectation that the person will come. <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be horrified if they came. Yes. So, so, and he says, when we pray, come Holy Spirit, it should be with the expectation that the Holy Spirit is going to come. So we pray that every service and we pray it on every Alpha weekend. We pray, come Holy Spirit. And we believe and expect the Holy Spirit to fill each person, just as on the day of Pentecost. And, and we watch that happen. Even online, the Holy Spirit fills each person. And, it, and, you know, people say, well, why are you praying for people who aren't Christians to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Because the, in, the, in the New Testament, this is an action from God to us. That's where mm. it starts. The only, yeah. It's the Holy Spirit who brings people to repentance. You can't repent. Yeah. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. Yeah. So the first thing is what God does. You yeah. know, it's like God sends his spirit and then we re that leads us to repent and believe. So so those those things go together. We don't really mind what order they happen, but the yes. first <laughs> if a person wants to become a Christian, they need Absolutely. to repent, believe, and they need to receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, and the Holy receiving the Holy Spirit is an experience. You know, yeah. God's love is poured into our hearts. We yeah. know that we're loved because we yeah. experience the Holy Spirit. We know in our heads that we're loved because Jesus died for us. The Son of God, Paul wrote, the Son of God loved me and gave himself for me. That's how you know that you're loved. That's the evidence that you're loved. Absolutely. The experience of God's love comes from the Holy Spirit. The love of God being poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And so that's why we pray that. And we we teach people about speaking in tongues because that is a very, you know, that was there in the New Testament on the day of Pentecost. Yeah. 
they, they receive the gift of tongues and as you yeah. go through so it's controversial but um we <laughs> we teach it um on alpha that's why to go back to where we started yeah i would never have come up with alpha as an evangelistic course yeah. <laughs> uh, because of all these things that we teach healing yeah yes but what we found was this is the most powerful it's the experience Wonderful. You know, yeah. particularly for millennials, they need yeah. to experience God. They need to encounter God. Yeah. Uh, and when you experience God, then then everything else kicks in. But Monty. right. But it's those three things. I'm so glad yeah. you've got that three legged soul, relevant yeah. words, loving actions and the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Nikki, sadly, as with all of these podcasts, time flies. We're going to have to leave it there but thank you so much for carving time out and being a guest on the podcast we really really appreciate and pray god's blessing and thank thank you and htb for all that you've brought to the church not just in the uk but across the globe to enable us to make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit thank you so much god bless ah uh, thanks so much mark so great to be with you god bless you too and all the Elim churches in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That was the Reach Podcast with Mark Greenwood. Stay connected on Twitter by following at Elim Reach or to follow Mark personally at Rev Greeny. Be sure to listen in to another Reach Podcast.